Hi there. I'm Dr. Sarah Wilson, naturopathic doctor, author, practice mentor, researcher, and passionate connector of the dots of health. As the medical director of Advanced Women's Health and the founder of Naturopathic Clinical Mentorship, I help patients and practitioners to deeply understand the connection between hormones and inflammation so that they can improve their most complex health concerns or cases. Advanced Women's Health, the podcast, is a space for practitioners and discerning health consumers to learn about cutting-edge research in the area of women's health. Before we get started, though, let's set the ground rules. This information is not meant to diagnose or treat. I am a doctor, but not your doctor. I completely understand that you're going to want to implement some of these strategies. We are talking about really compelling stuff, but please always do so with a medical practitioner's support. So let's dive in. In today's episode and the next few episodes, we are going to deviate from our regular scheduled research discussions and talk about something that is so relevant at the current time of recording, which is how to stay afloat, how to manage your practice, how to use this time effectively, and how to go really from overwhelmed to implementing things that you want to implement in this unprecedented time in the world. These This information is going to have so much value for such a long period of time, which is why I wanted to share it, because you are going to learn about how to do research, about systems in your business, about how to manage anxiety. We have a variety of interviews talking about grief and use of essential oils, talking about budgets, and how to stay afloat in a crisis. Finally, we're also going to be talking about creating community in this time, which is so critical where people feel so isolated. So I'm so excited to share these with you. If you want to jump ahead a few episodes and go right back into our research, it is going to be there for you. But in any situation, I didn't want this to be just for people going through my courses. I wanted to help more people. I hope you enjoy it and I will see you on the other side. When talking about optimizing the patient experience and patient acquisition, we have already covered systems. So again, that is just thinking about what you want it to look like when you when a patient sees you, bringing them into your practice, and then optimizing their experience in your practice. I have very big visions and very big goals for how patients feel and experience my care and my practice. So Think about what you'd want that to look like. It's going to be so different for everyone. Some people are totally like all they want is a patient to come in, see them, leave, and come back again. And that is how they view medicine to be done. And that's amazing, right? As long as patients are really well taken care of in that visit, which is what we're going to talk about today, that's awesome. I have a vision of women coming together and of creating community around care, creating care between visits. And because I want to do that and because I'm so passionate about it, there is going to be more that needs to be done and there are going to be a lot of systems that need to be put in place. So that's what we talked about last time. In today's video, we're going to talk about appointment management and patient KPIs. So KPIs are key performance indicators. I think everyone should know them in their business. You should know when things are rising, when things are falling. You should know why, right? So if I put out content and then all of a sudden people book in, I need to be able to trace those things to know what type of content. I need to know how many phone calls and how many emails we should be expecting in order for my schedule to be full. Those are key performance indicators. Indicators, right? So you can have leading indicators, which is what I was just talking about, right? So things that show that you're leading in to 
success in your business. But then you can also have like following indicators. I don't know what you would call them. Um, but that's things you need to track to know your business is on track. So that's income, that's expenses, right? Whatever that looks like for you, you need to know, you need to have a pulse in your business. And my God, the amount of security you feel when you can have a dashboard. And I have a husband who does this for me. So don't think I do everything myself. I am not a hero. (laughs) So I have a dashboard that I can see and I can know. Awesome. Okay, perfect. This is what's happening in my business. And we're going to grow these things more and more and more as the business grows. But I can see traffic. I can see bumps and changes. I can see how, like what days I'm getting what inquiries. I can trace all of those types of things, which are really important leading indicators for my business. So that was that's kind of systems and KPIs. But how do KPIs apply to your patients? So today... With the management section, it's going to be controversial. Work with me here. We are, we need to better manage our patients. We need to have a really good idea of what we want to cover in each visit, and we need to not run light. So I have been to a lot of practices where it is a-okay to run an hour late in a visit. I completely understand, completely understand it. I do it too. When you have something come up in a visit that you don't expect, it's going to run longer. Or the like, what do they call it? Doorknob droppers where someone like I had a patient the other day who were talking 30 minute visit. Awesome. We're at 25 minutes wrapping it up. And she's like, Oh, by the way, I wanted to talk to you because I think we're going to try to get pregnant this month. And I was like, not at all. Not at all. What <laughs> we were talking about today. Right. So from that side of the coin, that's going to throw you for a loop and you need to decide whether you say, okay, unfortunately we're out of time. We need to talk about that in the future. Or if you're going to spend 10 minutes to do that and run a couple minutes over, but that's management. You need to decide those things in advance and know what that looks like. But we are a luxury service. We're not a walk-in clinic. We are not a doctor, like a specialist appointment. I don't think we should be running late. I expect people to have a huge respect for my time so that I don't run late. I expect people to not cancel on me last minute. And if I just ran late all the time or canceled their appointments last minute repeatedly, again, repeatedly, then I don't think that's fair. And that's going to have a huge impact on people's perception of me and my referral rate, which again, my goal is always to have a referral-based only practice. As much as my husband loves SEM and SEO and all of that kind of stuff, I want a referral-based practice. I don't want to spend money on marketing. I want people to bring them like other patients, other patients that I love, that I know I'm going to want to see that are going to take action to me. And so everything I do is focused on getting my patients really, really well so that there's no denial. Like they walk into their workplace and people are like, holy crap, you look energized. You're losing weight. You're not off every month during your period. Who the heck are you seeing? That's my goal, right? And so in order to do that, I need to have a very clear management system for my patients. So I have to the minute goals on what that's going to look like, how much info taking, how much physical exam, how much discussing the protocol, and have that very well structured for each visit so that I know patients have time to ask questions. I'm not rushing them out the door and that I have a clear marker of like, okay, I need to wrap this up. So and that is something that I think we should all strive for and you should do some work around. Okay, if I'm doing acupuncture, how much time does the patient need to get changed? Do I answer questions? Does that take five minutes, 10 minutes? How long do I want them on needles? How long does it take me to put in needles, right? You need to know those things in order to be able to execute that in a timely fashion. And that's really the goal. Like I've seen so many practitioners who run precisely on time. I aim to be within five minutes. I've even seen clinics who have a guarantee 
If your visit is, if your like practitioner is more than 15 minutes late, you don't pay for your visit. I think that's epic. Like that's a promise that I could make in my practice. And 99% of the time I would achieve that. And so that's just something to think about, right? Try to keep on time and try to manage those visits as clear as you can in really set, like prioritizing things. So it's like, okay, I have a thyroid patient coming in. I know I'm going to have to go through labs. I know I'm going to need to talk about prescriptions. I know I'm going to need to go through supplements. I need to touch pace on XYZ things, which are the KPIs, which we'll talk about in a second. What do I want that visit to look like? Okay, it's a 30-minute visit. So I'm going to spend 15 minutes hearing about what's going on. I'm going to spend five minutes transitioning them, asking very key questions. Yeah, five. Like in my practice, it's more like 10 like 10, 10, and then 10 minutes to discuss the protocol. There's your, there's your 30 minutes. You're wrapped up. You're out the door. If you have a couple minutes to go, awesome. There work on their charts, right? We spend a billion hours charting. That's a whole different system to talk about. Um, but from that side of the coin, that's really what you should be doing. You should have that really well structured when it comes to patient KPIs. So as I said, I have KPIs for my business. I also have KPIs for my patients. So what are the things that you need to see improved to know that your treatment protocol is effective? And with that, I have that document listed for every patient. I have a, a section where it reviews, it would have been in a like paper chart. It would have been on the left-hand side in our those static documents. This is what I'm following them up on. This is what they came in with. This was what they rated it. So their energy was five in the morning, went up to a six, dropped to a three. Awesome. If I don't ask them at each visit, how's your energy, right? Then they're, I'm not going to be able to track and trace that and follow that. Also, I keep these because very early, I just did this intuitively in my practice. I don't know why. It was just something that I was like, well, this is what was going on. I want to check in on all of these things. I'm not letting the patient dictate that entire visit because we can go in directions that aren't actually imperative to their care and their health. So I need to take charge of that visit, which is where the management piece comes in so that I know I can ask on these said things. Because like I said, I have so many patients where I'll be like, okay, awesome. Remember that heartburn you were having? Is that something you're having? And they're like, oh my God, I totally forgot I was having heartburn. That's gone. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. So it's also a way to reinforce to patients all of the things that are improved because I always say, It's an awful analogy. I don't have a better one. If you do, please let me know. But I always say, if you throw a frog into boiling water, it's going to jump back out. But if you put a frog in cold water and slowly turn up the heat, it doesn't know the difference. And that's the effects of inflammation and hormone imbalances and the itty bitty shitty committee of symptoms in our body. So as we turn that dial back down for those patients, they don't even notice that they're improving. I can't tell you the number of times I've had a patient come in who's like, I'm no different. Nothing's better. I don't like, why am I here? And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's just wait a second and let's check in on the things. And they're like, oh wait, no, I didn't. I didn't have to take Advil with my period this month. Oh yeah, no, I didn't have any of those clots. Oh yeah, okay, I guess my digestion's better. I'm not. I'm not as gassy. Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, I'm not constipated. Ah, and then they leave, being like, I'm better. This is working. This is why I'm gonna come back. And it's also giving them the messaging to again communicate to other people. There, a husband or a, a wife goes to see her partner and she's like, yeah, I have my appointment today. And they're gonna be like, oh, okay, what are you seeing him for? Oh, yeah, we're just going to go chat about things. Then they come home and they're all lit up and they're like, oh, how was your appointment? It was awesome. I realized that I'm not bloated anymore and my period was better last month and I'm just really feeling hopeful right now. 
right? That's a completely different conversation than if they come back and they say, oh yeah, it was, it was good. I don't really think I'm getting that much better. And because you didn't do the work to remind them, because if they have a headache that day, or if their mood is crap that day, because they had a stressful day at work, then they're not going to be focusing on all of the positives that have improved. It's really hard to pull those things out. We always, our brain looks for negative before positives, right? So reminding that patient and giving them the information that they can say to themselves when they're having a hard day and they can pass on to other people is so incredibly helpful. So track those things, however you want to do it, track those things and rate as many things as you can, right? So, oh, are you having bloating starting first thing in the morning or is that the end of the day? Interesting. Get that information. What's your pain out of 10? How? What's your sleep? How many times do you wake up? What does that look like? Are you able to fall back asleep? All those types of things are really, really important. And I have gotten away from this, which is why, again, I'm not perfect. <laughs> and so I'm going back to setting up that every said number of visits, I'm probably going to do six. I remind myself to check in on the what the general KPIs. Because I had a patient, for example, she's seen me for years and I wasn't asking about her sleep because she wasn't having sleep issues. And now she's going through perimenopause and I wasn't asking about sleep because it wasn't on my KPI list. And then I was trying to figure out like, okay, her insulin's high in the morning. She's not doing well. Immune system stuff seems not to be good. Mood's a little bit off. I'm like, what are we missing? What is happening here? Right? And then she was like, oh, I forgot to tell you. I'm not sleeping. I can't fall asleep. I'm really struggling. I wake up like 10 times in a night and I'm like, oh my God, there it is, right? But I didn't ask that question. So it's also like my intake form, I never open a blank sheet. I have a list of the most common things that are happening for patients. And I have a really thorough intake form too that patients fill out, but I have a list that's general and then specific to them. And I track those things every single time. So if nothing else, I really encourage you to do that and to use this time to go back through patient charts and be like, okay, who have I not seen? Oh, interesting. Maybe I can email that person now and not just say, how are you? But be like, oh, hey, I just wanted to check in on your sleep. I know this is a really volatile time. Is there anything I can do to help you? So going in with things specific and then making lists of the things that you want to follow up with that person on their next visit. I hope that was helpful. These are just little things that I do, like patient management things that make a massive difference in terms, I believe, (laughs) of course I do, I wouldn't say that, Um, but I really do believe that they make a big difference in terms of how I see patients and the type of care they're getting. It's not for everyone. You don't have to take any of this advice if you want, Um, but this is just me sharing with hopes that your patients get amazing care and you feel less stressed out about it in the process. Can't wait to share more with you in upcoming sessions. We have so many good interviews and videos coming. And until then, just get to work. And please, if you're taking action and you're noticing changes, share that with me because I'm just here by myself in this recording area of my house not knowing how this is going to impact you. Um, And I'm just doing this because, again, I really, really want everyone to have massively improved practices so that we can handle the onslaught of people that are going to come to us on the other side of it. Can't wait to hear more from you. Please let me know if this is helping, if you have any suggestions, if you have any other content you want me to include, and I will talk to you again so soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, I would love a review because that is how more people find out about us and ultimately get well. 
If you are a medical practitioner and you're interested in taking one of my courses to learn how to implement these research strategies, see naturopathicmentorship.com. If you're a patient, we have a couple of options. I can try to hook you up with one of my trained practitioners Or alternatively, if you have a practitioner you love, I do offer one-on-one consults about your case to support that practitioner in learning further. For more information on these strategies, see the show notes. And finally, if you just want to keep in touch, I am always active on Instagram and Facebook, and I look forward to connecting with you there. Have a great day and be well.